This episode of The Catalyst is brought to you by SoftChoice Now. Work securely anywhere. Now available on demand at softchoice.com forward slash now. Over the last two years, we've adjusted to a digital life. These days, we grow our careers, go to therapy, see our favorite bands, and mingle at industry conferences, all from the comforts or maybe confines of our home. Thanks to technology, big, important chunks of our lives are more convenient and more accessible than ever. But they've also become a lot lonelier and in some cases more isolated. The truth is, people don't want to do everything from home. But they want the choice to do so. And in this modern world, having that hybrid flexibility is increasingly needed. You know, on this show, I hear the word hybrid a lot. Hybrid cloud, hybrid work, the future is hybrid. But what about everything else? Is our increasingly digital life here for good? And how are we striking the balance between it and the face-to-face world? I'm Erica Van Noort, and on this episode of The Catalyst, we're taking a close look at one aspect of our lives that has surprisingly gone hybrid since COVID. We're talking about fitness and its wonderful hybrid-driven future. Kyle Gibson is the co-founder and CEO of Wheelhouse Cycle Club, a Canadian spin studio. When the pandemic hit, Wheelhouse made a massive pivot and took their thriving in-person spin community to a digital fitness model. Today, Kyle and his team have tapped into that demand for hybrid. They're building a spin studio where people can work out together and still get the same community experience, whether they're at home or in the studio. So is the future of fitness a hybrid approach, just like everything else? Kyle Gibson, fresh from a spin class, joins me now to unpack it all. Let's start from the beginning. Before the word pandemic was a familiar part of your lexicon, what was the original vision for Wheelhouse Cycle Club? And where had you imagined it going in the early days? Yeah, so we always envisioned Wheelhouse was going to be a spot where people congregated together, where we built community in person, where we organized in-person events. Everything was like at the nucleus of our studios and about doing things together. And even kind of two to three years ago, when people asked us about Peloton and at-home fitness, we always said like, yeah, that's a different market. That's not what we're going after. We're going after the people that crave those in-person experiences. And so, I mean, right now we've got three indoor cycling studios and the plan was just to continue growing across Canada, kind of brick and mortar expansion strategy. So it's probably safe to say that Wheelhouse has become much more than you ever expected. So can you give us an idea of what Wheelhouse is today and how is it so much more than just that spin studio? It's funny because I think when we thought about that initial vision, we were almost like a little bit naive about what we could accomplish if we actually put our minds to it. And so now Wheelhouse is is three indoor cycling studios that are open and they're thriving, but we also have our own at-home bike and we've got uh, a digital app where we do live and on-demand indoor cycling classes and yoga classes and kind of strength style boot camp classes. Uh, So it became this spot where people in our home cities can work out with us, but people all over Canada, all over the world can join together. And, And it created 
so much more magic than we initially anticipated it could because there's so many people who wanted to be a part of Wheelhouse, but just couldn't get there for a variety of different reasons. And now they still feel like they're a part of our community. So you've really taken that that hybrid to life here, right? In this in this world, because we we've talked a lot on the podcast about hybrid work and how companies are managing the people that do and don't want to come back into the office. And this is your story. It's really a fascinating extension of that idea because hybrid life is really impacting more than our working lives. Like it's it's everywhere. So can you talk about that demand you're seeing for a hybrid fitness community? Because it's it's one I never really thought of before. The way we always looked at it is that there was going to be, you know, this group of people who who couldn't wait to get back to offices and physical gyms. There's going to be a group of people who always wanted exercise from home, but this big group in the middle that wants the flexibility to do both, that they don't want to be put in one box. And that's where we see like our biggest strength right now is we can offer someone this physical studio to come into and they can connect with our team and the other riders and they can, you know, get away, they can step outside of their house, like all those amazing benefits. But the quality of at-home fitness has improved a tremendous amount over the last kind of year and a half, two years, where people still want to do it from home because it isn't just like your classic kind of workout DVD. It's like it's more engaging. It's more interactive. Uh, So people want that flexibility to bounce between both for whatever's easier for them on that day. And I would imagine commute times play in as well, right? Because before you might have decided it was okay to hit the gym on your way home from, say, a commute where you'd maybe gone into the city for an hour, it's on your way home, but you may not want to get in the car and go a half an hour to go to the gym now. Yeah, definitely. And so there's there's that side of it, people just not going to the office. But I think if the last kind of two years has shown us anything, it's that you know, some of the things we took for granted or we just assumed were part of life, we don't have to do anymore. So we had a lot of customers who would drive, you know, 45 minutes each way to come to one of the studios. And now they got to the point where it's like, I can maybe do that one or two times a week when it's on the way to something else, like that commute makes sense. But the rest of the days, I don't really want to do that anymore. And then they can have that hour and a half back in their day without feeling like they're like completely disconnected from the studio. Because a big part of our digital experience is trying to make it as much as possible feel like you're in the studio. So we want to replicate everything we do in studio and do it online. So it's not like you're missing out on anything. You're just experiencing it in a little bit different way. So I want to focus a little bit on community. So first, how would you describe the Wheelhouse Cycle Club community vibe in five words or less? So the two ways I can describe it is joyful and full of high fives. Uh, and I can expand on that if you want. Absolutely. So before we opened our first studio, uh, we had experienced like a, a ton of setbacks and delays. And But we had this space and had a basement in it and our bikes came early. And we wanted this kind of like nice premium boutique fitness studio. But the basement was the exact opposite of that. It's like dirty, dingy concrete. The roof was leaking. Uh, there was like you know, exposed wires. It was it was the opposite of the vision that we wanted. And so the first time we, we brought this corporate group down, it was this jewelry company from the city. We brought them down and they're just like eyes lit up of like, where are you taking me down these, these stairs to this basement? And so before the ride, we're like, okay, hey, we got to do something to like stop people from just like looking around and wondering where they are. And so the first thing we did is like, we bounced around to each person, like gave everyone a big high five before the ride, like had a quick conversation, introduced ourselves. And that's been something that has been a staple in Wheelhouse ever since that moment. And so 
pre-COVID, as soon as you'd walk into the studio, you'd get a high five, would give you a high five before the ride started. And that was a way to like make sure you're you're clipped in, you're ready to go, and you're all set up and you had everything you needed. And then a high five on the way out to make sure that if you had any feedback, you give it to us then. And so it's always been like a staple part of it. And it's become more than like a high five. It's become one of those kind of critical community touch points that people start to look forward to. Fantastic. And is there a virtual high five you get to do when you're working out from home? Yeah, we've uh, we tried to incorporate it in the live chats to make sure it's uh, it's still alive and well. So what is the digital wheelhouse experience like? So if I were to join a ride from home today, what would I expect? Like I said, we're trying to replicate everything we do in studio online. Uh, so the first thing when the video starts loading, you're going to see a video from what we call our virtual people team. So our people team are, are equivalent of like kind of the front desk staff, but it never made sense to name a, a team after a location in the studio. So we call them the people team. Uh, so our people team will give you like kind of a 30 second intro and what the ride is going to look like, give you any tips or pointers about wheelhouse. And then that's going to count you down into the actual ride where in the ride, we film actual rides that we're doing in studio. These aren't like kind of pre-recorded, fabricated workouts in a studio. They're actual things that are going on inside of our locations. And that's something that was always important to us. It's like, we want to film the realness, the authenticity, uh, the mistakes, the missteps, like all of it is important to that fitness journey and not just, you know, seeing something polished that was filmed in a studio. Uh, so you're going to see a ride that has 10 to 30 people in it, sweating away, a motivator on the other side, like cheering you on, encouraging you and a very beat driven playlist. So you feel like you're right there immersed in the ride the entire way. As a startup, I know it's not always easy to have your grand vision right away. So what's still on the docket for you and your digital wheelhouse experiences? It's Sometimes it's almost like, I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs feel like this, it's almost frustrating how far we are away from where we want the product to go. Because mm-hmm. when we started Wheelhouse Live, it was three days after the pandemic started and we had to close our studios and we had to like figure out how to flip a switch almost immediately. So we're using some white label software that allowed us to get, you know, that Netflix style experience up right away with live classes and on-demand class and get that going. But it's still a very kind of one-dimensional experience where there's not enough ways to interact with the other people riding at home, the people riding the class or your motivator on the other side. We want to get to a spot where before the ride starts, there's a lobby. And if you want, you can turn your camera on and you can see who else is in the ride and people can ask questions, people can talk. Like, that, a, a moment where it's like it brings people together again. You kind of forget you're working out from home. During the ride, we want to have, you know, live leaderboard and gamification so you can see your stats. We want ways for you to interact with, you know, everyone in the room, everyone that's riding from home. So that's the spot that we're trying to, to get to is make it as much as possible. Like when you log into Wheelhouse Live and that first song comes on, you almost forget that you're at home and you feel like you're kind of right there immersed with it. I can't help but imagine that this hybrid approach to a fitness community has made many people curious, especially since this is only the beginning. There's still no telling where this is headed, and people's lives and routines are constantly changing these days. So I asked some of my colleagues at SoftChoice about how their fitness routine has been impacted by their digital life and their visions for the future of fitness. Before COVID, I competed in the sport of strongman, strongwoman, and I also competed in powerlifting. So I was at the gym three to four times a week without fail. Working at home, I could be from desk to lifting platform in like 30 seconds flat. And I discovered something new in my life, which was time. Now as the pandemic wore on, I stopped. 
And so now, even though the gyms are open, I'm actually finding it hard to go back after having so much more time in my evenings. During the pandemic, I did attend a virtual workout class. It pretty much consisted of joining a Zoom call with the instructor and other participants, where we all kept our video cameras on and followed along to the workout routine. It was supposed to feel like attending a class, but personally, I found that it didn't motivate me the same way that going to a gym and attending a class used to. Partway into the pandemic, Cisco set up a full body cardio session that they ran every Friday over no meeting time. I absolutely loved it. It was so great knowing that there were other people from Soft Choice taking time out of their day to work out. And certainly I would never have bothered to do cardio classes on my own. The concept of a hybrid fitness community is a very exciting one. I think that if you were able to track participants' performance and install, say, a leaderboard system where the participants can compete, it would really incentivize people to join the community. Okay, so Kyle, so you've got this great business, you've got the wheelhouse going. What's your routine? My routine has changed so much in the last little while. Uh, So I became a new dad seven months ago. The last, especially kind of four months, has been trying to figure out what my routine is so I can still balance like, you know, my own fitness routine so I can still get all of my work in. And so I can still, you know, spend time with my family and and my wife. So right now my routine is is trying to get up at six in the morning. So I've got like kind of an hour and a half before anyone else wakes up in the morning, working from home most of the day, and then trying to wrap up by 5.30 or so to get an hour and a half of time with my son in. And then Unfortunately, right now, it usually ends up another kind of hour and a half to two hours of work in the evening after he goes to bed because we are in such a crazy time, but hopefully that's not forever. Whether you're growing a business, working in IT, or supporting your company's HR strategy, one thing is for sure, the workforce is headed hybrid and it's probably never going back. No surprise, this massive shift to remote working has been a major challenge for many businesses and organizations. To help our customers find success in their workplace model, our latest Soft Choice Now event focused on how to work securely and efficiently anywhere in the world. Just in case you weren't one of the hundreds of business leaders who attended, you're in luck. All of the content from Soft Choice Now work securely anywhere is now streaming on demand and for free. All you have to do is visit softchoice.com forward slash now to access the event content. You'll discover how to build a new culture and processes to enable hybrid work, how to drive inclusion in the remote world, and importantly, how to maintain security and data privacy for dispersed teams, all while keeping employees connected and engaged. Discover the insights that businesses and IT leaders gain from Soft Choice Now 2021. Register right now at no cost to get immediate full access to the entire series. Start learning everything you need to know about the future of hybrid working, security, and culture. Visit softchoice.com forward slash now. So can you talk through some of the technology that's powering the uh, hybrid wheelhouse community? Yeah, so we have our Wheelhouse Live app, which that is through Vimeo. It's kind of a white label app that they give us as well. So people can log into that, do all of our live and on-demand classes there. And then kind of beside that, we've got kind of our own studio 
booking software and an app for that. So you can kind of buy your rides, book your bike, book a friend in for actual studios. And right now those are kind of two separate experiences, but the hope in the next kind of 12 months or so is those can be unified. And so you have the same login for Rehost Live as you do in studio. And we're starting to work on like some cross-selling opportunities where we want to have kind of an Amazon Prime like membership, like called Wheelhouse Plus, where you can subscribe, get rides in studio, get free access to Wheelhouse Live in a way that makes it like very cost effective for people to do both. And so, yeah, the long-term vision is to kind of unify those two experiences. It sounds as though you're going to come to a crossroads soon when we think about technology and the enablement, and that is the buy versus build, right? So it's a question of, do you decide that, you know, you're going to, you know, build out what you need or whether or not you need to go and buy and partner with others in order to advance yourselves? Because, you know, you're coming at it from two ways. You're coming at it from, we need the technology to expand the business and scale, but we also need to make sure that we have this simplistic view and, and usability for our subscribers, our, our clients, our members, so that it's easy for them to log on, to book, to know when their friends are going to the gym, to know what they're doing. So that whole community element. The way we look at it is there's going to be a lot of entrants in the fitness space that are coming in it from a, a pure technology side, and that's their background, where we're coming at it from kind of the business and the fitness side of things. And as much success as we had with our white label software, it's not going to get us as far as we need. So we've crafted this vision that we think really works and makes sense, but it's we're not going to be able to realize it just using off-the-shelf technology. And so we're in the process of trying to raise capital now to build out our technical capabilities to actually realize that product vision. And the part we're really excited about is we understand our customers and our market and the the business side and the customer experience side. And now we need to actually build that out and realize that vision uh, to actually take the next, next step to compete in this market. So the hybrid model really feels like it's not going anywhere. I mean, we hear about it everywhere. So how do you see our hybrid lives impacting fitness communities in the long run? Do you see this as like, we're just going to continue to evolve? Tell us a little bit about that vision you have. Yeah. And not to to talk about Peloton too much, but in some ways, I think they were built for the pre-pandemic world and the pandemic world. So pre-pandemic, when we were going to the office, we were going to get our own groceries, we were going to restaurants, and fitness was just one thing that we did from home, and it was easier and it was convenient in those moments. And then the pandemic world, where you were forced to do it from home, you didn't have another choice. But going forward, when a lot of people are working from home a lot of the time, you are ordering Uber Eats or Skip the Dishes, ordering your groceries online... I don't think people want to live in a world where it's like you live from your home and you live digitally 24 hours a day. Like we've all had those moments where it's like we're at home and we step outside and we get some fresh air and we see some people and you just feel this like sense of like kind of relief and like joy that comes over you. And so that's where we see the hybrid model coming into play for us is that there are times when you just need to get out of the house. You need to see other people. So our vision is to have, you know, fitness studios across Canada in the major cities where we film Wheelhouse Live out of that we're ingrained in the community that people can come to if they want to. But we film Wheelhouse Live out of each of those locations. So it's kind of local in each market that we're in. And you can do it from home, still feel like you're supporting your local studio, your local fitness instructor, but you're doing it whenever it's more convenient for you and not making a decision on kind of cost or being one camp or the other, but you've got complete flexibility because we all know how hard it is to get into a fitness routine. And so the goal is to make that as simple and as easy as possible so that that there's one less barrier that makes you decide, should I work out today or should I not? 
So when you think about gyms and studios, should they be rethinking how they operate going forward? Or are you hoping they don't so that you get the edge? How does that work for you? We get asked about the question about competition a lot. And in some ways, I almost think the competition doesn't matter. Because like I said before, like fitness, we're all not going to do the same type of fitness. Uh, there's always, you know, people online or like, you know, fitness influencers that are saying like, this is the one way that you need to work out. This is the most optimal way and everyone should do this. And so often that causes people to do nothing. Cause it's like, well, I don't like, you know, this type of workout. So I'm just going to do anything. If I can't do the optimal, then I might as well do nothing. So in terms of other fitness studios, I think some of them are going to struggle if they don't have a digital offering that can pair with their in-person experience. Cause that starts to force people to choose. It's like, I want to go to this gym, but do I want a su- subscription to something else elsewhere? I think a lot of people can be like fatigued by those multiple subscriptions and multiple options and trying to balance multiple programs at the same time, where it can be super easy just to have one spot you go to that covers all your bases for you. It makes sense. Keeping it simple for people. I think all of us have, uh, during the pandemic, we've all downloaded a few different apps, you know, as we try and stay in shape and we try and, you know, exercise within home. We also know that there was this mass backlog of being able to even acquire fitness equipment in the early pandemic if you wanted to, you know, step up your home gym or your home exercise routine. So, you know, hearing how gyms are going to be looking forward, I think it's pretty creative, you know, when you think about hybrid, because It's not just hybrid technology. It's not just hybrid work. It's hybrid lifestyle, to your point. It's to say, there's times you might want to be at home. There's times where you might want to be at a gym. Before it was all or nothing. It was like you either went to the gym all the time or you sort of set something up at home. This back and forth balance, it really does allow you to incorporate it into your life when it's convenient for you. And I think so much of what we learned in the pandemic is people are demanding that they have choices. Technology that facilitates a hybrid world is no novelty. There's no question that we will continue to seek the convenience of our digital world. But we'll also never stop searching for that feeling of authenticity and community. Hybrid life is going to impact more than just how we work and collaborate. Success for fitness communities everywhere means they'll have to explore this idea in order to support a great customer experience. Kyle Gibson is just one example of the many tech leaders in our world who are passionate about people. And right now, I don't think there's a trait that could be more important than that. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Catalyst. If you liked what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button, leave us a five-star rating, or do us a favor by sharing this episode with a friend or colleague. The Catalyst by SoftChoice is a Pilgrim content production in collaboration with SoftChoice. Our producers are Tobin Dalrymple and Katie Lohr. Our associate producer is Jessica Schmidt, with production assistance from Nicole Francis. I'm Erica Van Nort. Talk to you again in two weeks. This episode of The Catalyst has been brought to you by SoftChoice Now 2021. Get full access now. Visit softchoice.com forward slash now.